Hi, my name is Tammy Hodge, and I'm the marketing manager for the microbiology list um, at McGraw-Hill Higher Education. I'm excited today to be here with uh, author Denise Anderson, who is the lead author on Nestor's Microbiology, A Human Perspective. And we're excited that the 10th edition will be publishing in January 2021, so it's coming soon. Um, Denise is actually here to tell us why she's so excited about her 10th edition and why you should be excited too. So Denise, what are the key changes you want instructors to know about? Well, first off, let me say that my answer today is very different from what it would have been last um, February or March um, because COVID hit and that, that changed things. So first, let me say that according to the schedule um, in February and March, we were done with the major changes in the textbook. We were supposed to be just doing minor updates. We were looking at the copy edited chapters. We were finalizing the art and such. It was very much in the, the, the final portion. And then COVID hit and we, we needed to incorporate much more than we had originally planned um, as far as changes. And I've got to say, it was really surreal working on a microbiology textbook um, during an unfolding pandemic. Um, but at the same time, I have to say that incorporating the changes, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be the changes that involved COVID-19. Um, because it turns out that our general aim, which has always been preparing today's students for tomorrow's information, that really set the stage. Um, I didn't expect tomorrow to come so soon, um, nor for it to be so important, but we had really laid the groundwork that we could add information on COVID, I think in a really effective way. And the previous information that we'd already added about, um, or the, the previous changes, I think, um, also helped make our COVID uh, coverage a lot, a lot stronger. But so overall, number one change is our COVID um, coverage. And those changes, there are really sort of three types. Um, for one thing, in the disease chapters, we already had a section on SARS and MERS. And so it was, you know, we just added COVID to that too. So not, now we have a very, I think, nice story about the um, novel coronaviruses, sort of comparing, contrasting them, and students can sort of see that whole picture. And then also alongside that, we added um, a, a new box story. It's, it's called A Global Lesson in Microbiology, the COVID-19 Pandemic. And to me, that's really what this has been. It has been a global lesson in microbiology. A lot of people around the world have had to learn an awful lot about microbiology. And so that perspective sort of um, talks about the unfolding part of the epidemic, the early parts and the response. And then in addition to that, we added three other box stories in other parts of the textbook. And these sort of, again, bring stories together in a context that sort of marries the COVID information with general microbiology. So for example, in the biotechnology chapter, um, we have a box story, um, the, the COVID um, response, uh, or bi biotechnology um, and the COVID response. And it talks about using PCR in diagnostics. It talks about using sequencing, both in characterizing the virus and then also um, following it spread around the world. And so students can see the applications of those biotechnology um, methods with COVID-19. And then we also to that added 
how CRISPR, there's a new diagnostics um, test that has uh, uh, um, received emergency approval. And the hope is that that can be a quick test eventually that people can do at home. And so we added something about that CRISPR text, uh, test. It may not come to fruition, but if it does, it's really nice to have it there so students can kind of see the unfolding aspects of this whole um, response. And then in the virology chapter, we have a case study that talks about the structure function of the virus and highlights essentially the Achilles heels of the virus. Um, why soaps and disinfectants um, are effective. Um, it's because the virus is enveloped. And then also it talks about some of the structural characteristics that can be targets for antiviral medications. And then we revisit that in the antimicrobial medications chapter, um, expanding on that more. And so we've, we've got the um, expanded coverage in the disease chapters, we've got the box stories, and then throughout the text, we have examples. And we, we, we use COVID as an example, but we tried to use it only where appropriate. I think it's very easy to go overboard with COVID, COVID, COVID. But the point is, these other diseases are still around and basic microbiology is still important. And so we tried to maintain the balance between incorporating new information, but also not having it overwhelm everything that's already in the textbook. So even though that's three different things, that's my top change. Um, the other big change is the adaptive immunity chapter. And what we did is we reorganized that chapter to a more linear flow. Um, in the past, uh, immunology has always been described talking about B cells and antibodies first, which in a way that's simpler, but for students to truly understand the immune system, it helps actually to talk about T cells first and their activation, and then talk about B cells and antibodies. And I totally confess I was very nervous about making the change initially because talking about the nitty gritty of, of T cells and um, T cell activation is actually humbling. Um, but now that I actually moved things around, worked with it, massaged it, I'm really, really happy with the new organization. To me, it makes a lot more sense for somebody who truly wants to understand how the immune system works. And so to do that change, what I did is I expanded the overview section in that chapter substantially. So it really gives students a solid understanding. Then I go into more of the details. So it's sort of almost like two chapters in one. We get, give the big picture first and the big picture figure that used to be at the end of the text is now at the end of the overview. So big picture first, then the students get the details. And I think that's going to end up being very, very helpful for students understanding the immune system, which is inherently really, really complex. Um, the other major change that we did um, in the chapter on eukaryotic microorganisms, I rearranged that one a little bit. I moved the protozoa section up so it follows fungi. And what that does is it puts two medically important groups side by side. And so I could enhance the medical focus, um, but without decreasing the environmental relevance. And so that was another big change. Um, the other change people might not even notice if they use the print copy, it's gonna be more noticeable with the digital version. So what we had done, so in the past, because the textbook was developed as a print version, initially digital wasn't even around, the callouts for the figures we always had early in the chapter. 
um, or early in the section, I should say, early in the coverage. And that was great for a print version because it told the students that there was a figure on the page or the next page that was going to be relevant they could refer to. But it's awkward with the digital version because the figure comes right after, it always comes right after the paragraph where the figure callout is. So what we did is we moved all of the relevant information about a figure into the paragraph right above that figure. So it's all sort of in one package. And sometimes that meant incorporating bullet lists so that the paragraphs weren't too long. But I think that that's going to really help digital users. The last thing that we did that we do all the time, but to me it's just so incredibly important, is wordsmithing. Um, so I read every single sentence, every single paragraph, every single section again and again and again to make sure that it flows. And I think that many people don't appreciate how important that is to students, but I will never forget when a student, one of my students came up at the very end of class and he said, I just want you to know that for the first time in my life, I did all of the assigned reading because this is the first time I've ever been able to understand a textbook. And when he said that, I was like, yes. And it, it made me sort of double down my efforts with wordsmithing. So we do that with every edition. Um, and so I, I pretty much memorized this edition. Um, so those are my, my top five things. COVID coverage, adaptive immunity chapter rearranging, eukaryotic microorganisms re rearranging, and then the um, figure callouts and wordsmithing. Wow, That's Denise, it. that is a lot of great information and updates uh, for your textbook. I know instructors are going to be excited to receive their copy in the spring. It's, it's my baby, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> we can tell you have a lot of passion for it. Um, along with the updates that you're going to see in uh, Denise's new edition of Nestor, we also have some really nice new digital assets that we will be, uh, well, that will be coming with the new edition. So Smartbook 2.0 will actually be coming with 10E, and that will foster more productive learning, uh, taking the guesswork out of what uh, the students need to study, and making sure that they're better prepared for class so that, you know, the instructors can have a higher level of engagement with their students. Um, some new Smartbook 2.0 um, changes are mobile and offline reading for students, uh, the review assignment for multiple chapters uh, to get students prepared for uh, tests or exams, uh, more granular content selection for better alignment with your syllabus, um, as well as new reporting dashboards. So that would offer uh, you a view into your class before you uh, get there, uh, knowing what percentage of the class actually completed the assignment, um, showing you the most challenging learning objectives that they struggled with, and then also quick access to specific students on the spot. We also will have new, uh, four new relevancy modules covering vaccines, emerging and re-emerging infectious diseases, global health and biotechnology, and last but not least is our virtual labs, which is a second generation fully online lab solution um, that can actually be used as a lab replacement preparation or supplement for a makeup lab. So a lot of really good reasons uh, to get excited about the new 10th edition. Um, and we're looking forward to working with you and talking with you um, as you receive the materials. Anything last that you would like to add, Denise? No, stay safe. 